brother, my uncle, and then to Reverend Minor. I remember you, Pastor Minor. How you doing tonight, brother? Amen. To Reverend Reggie Ransifer. And all the way from uh, Overland Park, all the way from Kansas City, Missouri, all the way from uh, Louisville, Texas, all the way from all over this world, my good friend and my brother, Reverend Olean Butler, give him some, give him some hand clap of praise tonight. Great pastor. He's a pastor now. He has a he has a ministry. He's a has a pastorship. He's just doing some great things. And he's been running one way and I another. He surprised me today by showing up. He told me he was coming. And that just gives me something to be thankful for. That somebody looked to you as a friend enough to come 460 or 70 miles just to be with you. Amen. To his lovely wife, Sister Butler. Wave your hand, Sister Butler. Amen. I've known her longer than I've known Reverend. You know, I have to remind him every now and then. I knew her before you did. Amen. That's my brother. He, he, he acknowledges that I've known her well before him. I got some family in the house tonight. Hey, Mary, wave your hand, baby. Amen. She, she's 80-something. She's still working out. She, yes, she, she's working out, getting her exercise. All y'all in here don't want to work out. Look at Aunt Mary. Aunt Mary, 80-something. Looking good, too. You can't keep up on working out. My my cousin Eloise, how you doing, ain't Eloise? Cousin Eloise, wave your hand. Amen. Oh man, Roosevelt on her right side. I heard you hollering out tonight, thanking God. He's been good to you and I, haven't he? Hmm? Amen. Hmm? We didn't come from somewhere, ain't we? Amen. <laughs> Amen. We just, hey, I do See, when we when you come from somewhere, you don't mind shouting and, and hollering out in church. See, we done got so sedated now, we won't holler out in church, Reggie. Uh, we, 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 we scared. We, we won't holler out. Used to be back in the day, folks would holler out and say, Thank you, Lord. Some old sister would let her hat fall off her head in the back. They, they didn't care back then. Now we done got so dignified. Come up in church and eat fine pills and nice warm churches and we, we act like we done got somewhere now. We, we need to shed all that mess and get back to the old days. I got a little old church up there. I ain't, I ain't got a piano player or nothing. We come in there singing the old acapella hymn. We don't need all that. You, you, we coming to lift up the name of Jesus. Ain't no, ain't no big eyes and no little youths in here. Ain't no, ain't no, ain't no, the only star of the church is Jesus Christ. Hmm? We got to get away from that old stuff. Oh, we got way too comfortable in the house of prayer. Amen. We got way too comfortable. My brother, my brother Olan, I, I know we got time. Come, come sing something for the folks. You done drove 460 miles. Come on, right. Young man sang. That rascal sang too. Praise the name of the Lord. For he is worthy. Amen. Amen. See what I'm going to sing tonight. So I 
That's why I said we came to praise him tonight. And I couldn't find anything better than Psalm 103 that covers everything about our life to help us get our praise on tonight uh, in this Psalm number 103. Psalm 103 uh, moves us, and, and, and David is kind of uh, uh, at, a, at, at a road here where, where he's looking and examining himself. That's what this psalm does. It makes you examine your own self. you got to look down within yourself, Pastor Jordan, and find out what, what is wrong with me that, that's keeping me from praising this God that's been so good to me. This song makes you do a self-examination of your own self to say, what's wrong with me? Yes, sir. That's what David is saying here. David is at a crossroad. David is counting his blessings up and counting and naming them one by one. And he and he said, there's something wrong. He said, I just can't get in a praise mode. He said, there's something wrong with me. I just can't get in a, a thankful mode, Dolores. You done had 12 stints and four heart attacks and got a pacemaker in your in your heart. And, and, and then David said, I, I still can't give him some praise. It might be some of us in here tonight that, that God has been good to you. You got the big house out south and you got the big car in the garage and you got the big bank account you can choke a mule with, but you still ain't thankful. You still ain't thankful. Mm, children doing well in school and, and everything is well. Husband is, ain't running around on your wife, ain't slipping out the door like Goma, but you still can't be thankful. I, I know I'm going to preach to myself for a minute here, but Charles Spurgeon thought that this sermon was, was just one of the great sermons of all time. He called it the apps of the, of the song. They call it peaks and rises above all the other songs. Mm -hmm. It was inspired. It, 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 it go to great heights. It was, it was a song that was way over the top of the rest. Psalm, Psalm 103 yeah. uh, ever seemed to us to be to Mount Rosa of all of the songs. Yes, I believe David wrote this psalm when he was an older man and, and he had been through some things. You remember uh, David had, had went through a lot of trouble in his life. He had, he had had put a man in a position so he could get killed so he could have his wife. Got her pregnant and, and then and then called her on the phone and said, what we going to do, baby? And, 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 and then she said, we got to do something. We got to do something. So he texted her back and said, I'm going to have him put on the front line and, and have him killed. And she said, and she tweeted and said, all right, we'll see what go on. He brought him home and said, I'm going to get him drunk and slip him in so, so you'll, you'll, you'll have sex with him and, and he won't know who the baby is. But, but God was in the praying and, and he had to bring David, had to send the old preacher by David and said, said you are the man. God wouldn't have it, and God wouldn't let that baby live. God, even though David was laying down on his on his, in sackcloth and ashes, sister Butler for three days, but God said that baby still ain't gonna live. God punishes sin. David, David, David was may have been depressed when he wrote this, but he was older in years, and he had had some he had had some experiences, Reggie. He had he had some he had some seasoning under him when he wrote this one, this Psalm number one hundred three. Mm -hmm. he, he, know, he had understood what, what sin does. God not only not only put David in a position where the baby died, uh, but, but David's house was never uh, uh, in repair. He said, the sword shall never leave thine house. 
David's son, David's sons, uh, one of them ran him down for two or three years trying to kill him. Until he had some long, pretty hair that got caught in a tree. <laughs> Amen. I wish I had a witness right on there. God don't play. But and then one brother raped his sister, and the other one come in and caught him and killed him. The sword never left David's house. David understood in this psalm what sin uh, does and the value of when God pardons us. How many have God pardoned here for your sins and, and brought you into His glory? God, God is still good again. I want to make about three three sharp points here, and I'll be going on to my seat. We'll be going on to be our dressing pan uh, once again. When you look at, at verse number one, David stirs up his soul to give God some praise. He said, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. He, he, he was holding this self-examination and beginning up with his own self. He was looking at this thing, and, and he was distressed because of his lack of, of thankfulness. He, he he may have been passing through some bad water at that time. How, how many of us when uh, we can praise him when everything's all going all right, but as soon as some stress comes, we can't praise God anymore. How, how many of us uh, when uh, we got money in our pocket, we can we can praise him real good then, but but what happens when when the kids ain't acting right? What what happens when the wife ain't acting right? Can you still praise God? Oh, you're going to have some trouble. You can bet that, but you got to still give God his praise. We're going to all run into some trouble. We're going to all run into some trials in our life. But guess what? You still got to give God his praise. God never promised you this going to be a rosy walk. He never promised you everything was going to be howdy, howdy, and never goodbye. He never promised you that here on this earth. We're going to go through some pain and some suffering here on this earth. So, so, so what was the reason? Uh, uh, what's the reason for your lack of self-gratitude? I remember me and my brother was discussing uh, those ten lepers, and, and, and they went to, uh, uh, went, they needed uh, a healing, and, 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 and they met the Lord, and the Lord told them, uh, had touched them and told them, go see the priest, and, 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 and all, uh, uh, one of them only came back to say, thank you, I, 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 I'm still wondering what happened to the other nine. What happened to that other nine? We ought to have an attitude of gratitude, especially on a night like Thanksgiving night. If you're going to celebrate a day, if you're going to celebrate a day, you ought to celebrate it giving thanks to the Lord for all that he's done. All he's been in your life all year long. I don't, I don't care what's going on, Lord. He's still been good. There's, a, there's almost a million dollars worth of cars out on that yard. I tell you, you tell me God ain't good. Everybody stand probably a million dollars worth of houses are, are representing here tonight. You tell me God ain't good. Me and my brothers know about uh, chopping cotton and picking cotton and bailing hay. And all. We know about all of that. We, we know from cotton sacks to Cadillacs. We know about all that. We know where we done come from. Some of y'all need a cotton sack back on your back. Well, it might humble you a little bit. <laughs> Get a hole in your hand again. Chop up some moodle grass or something. Yeah, 
that, that'll humble y'all. I know y'all remember when uh, some of y'all old enough to know, uh, amen, and they all enough to know when we used to go to the cotton patch and, and folks would be singing Amazing Grace, walking down the field, uh, chopping cotton. They'd be, be singing, oh, how good God is, going down through that road, and that made your day go just a little bit better. Uh, I, I remember when we'd be uh, walking side by side, keep all of us walking with our holes together, singing all them old, good old uh, country spirituals, just having a good old time in the Lord. Mama know what I'm talking about. Mama know what I'm talking about. That's when they praised God and gave him his glory. And then all day long, see, you didn't work from nine to five like y'all work now, but, but back then, you went from sun to sun. Uh, when you could see early in the morning, you were out there working that cotton row. And doggone it, when you got into the evening, you, you went in and stood in that number three foot tub and, 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 and then took your little uh, uh, wrench off and, 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 and you wrenched yourself off and, and you were headed down to the church to give God some praise. Number three foot tub. I didn't say a number three tub, a number three foot tub. That little beat one where you just stand up and then you put a little water here and a little water there and a little. I'm talking about a number three foot tub. You were doing good when you got to a number three tub. You could sit down in. Man, I'd have had one of them long ones where you could really stretch your legs out in. You thought you were somebody. Didn't you? I wish I had a witness in here. These folks too young. These folks too young. They don't know what I'm talking about. They too young. We just got to remember that now. Sure, we praise God. They praise God back then. Sure. Knew who he was, kid. Knew who he was. Miss Ruby, Miss Ruby know all about that. Miss Jessie made back there. Wave your hand off. They knew about that. Sure. They ain't cut down the weed now. They know about that. Sure. No, no, no. We got everything and can't give him no praise. It's a shame. It's a shame. We got everything now and can't give him no praise. Amen. Joker worked from nine, from, from one, one minute, what, 13, 14, 15 hours a day for three dollars a day. Y'all young folk looking what? <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> did he say they work 17, 18 hours, three or four dollars a day? <laughs> yes. Oh, what? Some, somebody, somebody help me. <laughs> if they, they think I'm lying, somebody help me. <laughs> Finally went to five dollars a day. Then ease on up to six. When you got to seven, you still thought you were making money. Now some of us make four, five, six hundred dollars a day and ain't think about going no church shoot. Am I right about it this time? Ain't think about going no God church. You get no praise. We get farther away from the church. Amen. Point number one over with. That's good preaching, preacher. Point number Point two number comes one. out of verse two. Bless the Lord. Oh my soul. And forget not all his benefits. Forget not all his benefits. The Bible causes us to, to thankfulness. First Thessalonians 5 18 tells us to pray without ceasing. 
tells us to constantly call on the name of the Lord. You see, we, we remember Miss Jesse May when they had prayer bands that went from house to house. And baby, we had prayer up into the midnight hour, two or three o'clock in the morning. And we were singing and praising and praying all night long. Oh, I need some older folks in here that do you will your hand get up? What I know age and Arthur and them don't let us get them up high no more, but somebody know that, that they had prayer. See the preacher, he wasn't afraid to let the congregation have a prayer meeting then. You can't, you can't, you can preacher can't let you do no prayer meeting now, sure. Y'all get stuff on your mind now. You start, start plotting on the preacher. Next thing you know, it's an upright. Somebody that's trying to start a house ministry on you. Oh, uh, y'all preacher ain't got to say nothing. I know I'm in the right area. Yeah. You can't hardly trust them to have them now. But back then, they had, we went from play from one person's house to the next. One, one week, it was one person's house. Then you went to the next one. Then you went to the next one. You went to the next one. And they had food, too. Forget not all his benefits. Forget not all his benefits. Mean that God been so good to us. He said Thanksgiving, A.W. Tozer said Thanksgiving has a has a curative healing kind of power to it. Huh? Praising God really has a, a healing kind of power. Because once you start to praise God, it has a, a cleansing effect on your body. Hey, cuz, how you doing, girl? Huh? All right. You looking good now. Watch out. Looking that good. Amen. But in our life, forget not all his benefits because he's been good to us, ain't he? And when you look at all his, all of his benefits, all of his benefits, all of the money, all of the, of the protection, all of what he done gave you in your life. He said, forget not all those benefits, forget not what I done done for you. So today is a good day to say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you for keeping me. I, Lord, I thank you for bringing me over trouble, Lord. Lord, I, I thank you for bringing me through trials and tribulation. Thank you for keeping my kids, oh, Father. Thank you for, for keeping my husband. Thank you for keeping my wife. Thank you for the job I have. Thank you for the diseases that you didn't let me contract. Thank you for all of your benefits. Thank you for your loving kindness. Thank you for all that you have done. Thank you for how good you are. Thank you for how great you are. Thank you for a car to drive. Thank you for clothes on my back. Thank you for food on my table. Thank you. Oh, God, thank you for all your benefits. Oh, your benefits. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know about you, but I can be feeling bad. I cannot be feeling well. And man, I can tell me I can start calling on the name of Jesus. <laughs> and maybe when I get through calling on his name, I start to feel so I start to feel jittery inside when I when I thank God for all of his loving kindness, all of his benefits. I can't do nothing but get happy in the name of Jesus. I, I heard T.D. Jakes on the radio this morning, and T.D. was running down a, a resume of how good God was, and, and I was just listening to him, him and my niece, and, and I started to get happy just hearing him on the TV, thanking God for all he done done, and 
and he was and TD said I was just trying to quit, but but I, I said don't quit TD because I'm feeling you too. <laughs> don't quit TD because I'm feeling what you're saying, bro. And that ain't nothing but the Holy Ghost down on the inside that's acknowledging how great God is. I'm feeling all that, TD Jacob. Amen. The Holy Spirit was coming through that TV. And me and my niece was saying, go ahead, TV. Say it, man. What a thankful heart can do for you. It can bring peace into your life. It can bring a little peace into your life. Amen. Amen. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 lets us know that, that God will bring some peace into our life. Not only that, but it'll, it'll make you positive. You won't have time when you give God praise. You won't have time to let negative folk come up all in your stuff and bring their stuff to dump on you because that's all they want to do is dump on you <laughs> so that they can douse what you got going on. See, it'll make you put the hand up and say, uh-uh, I'm praising God now. Uh, you put the hand up and say, no, bro, I'm not, I'm not about hearing that today. I'm, I'm giving God some praise. Uh, you'll be riding along in your car going down 2nd or 1st Street in McGee, coming to the stop sign and everybody looking at you, bouncing in the car. They might think you bouncing to one of them rappers or one of that kind of old mess, but you bounce into amazing grace. How sweet the sound that, that saves a wretch like me. You, you up in there thinking, oh, blessed assurance, uh, Jesus is mine. Uh, oh, what a foretaste uh, of glory divine. You sitting up in there saying, oh, if I just, if I be lifted up, I, I, you sitting in there just praising God, and, and, and folks don't know what's going on around. It'll make some, bring some peace and some positiveness to your life. You know, enable you to be content. Some of us are not content with nothing. Not content with nothing. Got everything and ain't content with nothing. We, we, we got all we need, but we're still not content. I know, I know, I know people who got barrels of money. We got all the fine place to live in, but are not content. Simply because the void that's missing is Jesus Christ. If you don't have Christ in your life, you can have all the money you want. You can have all the car and house and all that mess you want. You see, we done got trapped in stuff. Oh, oh yeah, we done got trapped in stuff. And I'm not talking about folking. Yeah, we can be successful and all of that. But we have come to the but the first thing about having stuff is you never put stuff before Christ. And that's what we do a lot of time. We put stuff before the Lord. Somebody put the Walmart sale before the Lord tonight. You don't have to witness right long and then just tell them I said that. <laughs> just tell them I said that. Amen. But somebody put that sale ahead of the Lord. And this is Thanksgiving night. Yeah. Sometimes we ought to question and examine ourselves like David was doing in this Psalm 103 uh, tonight and, and check whether we are who we say we are. Verse number three, uh, who forgiveth all thine iniquities. 
all thine iniquities, all thine iniquities, my, 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 forgive us, all uh, iniquity is just sin. Uh, that's that word again that I talk about every week at my church, that little old dirty word called sin. You see, we need to quit taking sin so lightly. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, we take sin so lightly now, we do anything, everything we want to do, and society helps in that. They can't sell a car now without a woman uh, without clothes on standing uh, beside uh, that car. They can't sell a hamburger or a roll of chips without a, 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 a naked woman selling uh, those chips. Uh, I'm going to bounce down your head because I'll just go to the internet where you're looking at everything under the sun uh, on that internet. Your kids don't need to buy pornographic books anymore because you, they got it on those smartphones you done put in their hand. I know they don't get no witnesses or you're trying to hide your smartphone right about now. But sin is deadly and sin is ugly and God has to punish sin. And if you walk up in a church talking to folk don't want to talk about sin no more, Sister Deirdre. I'm one of them old-fashioned preachers, though. I was taught by an old pastor, 80-something years old, that taught the old-school way. And the old-school way was to talk about sin. If you want to feel some folks start to tighten up, you just start talking about sin. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see a house get good and quiet, you just start talking about sin. Sin will do that. Sin is ugly and God does not like sin. He has to punish it. But he forgives us of our sins. He said if you confess it, that he was faithful and just to forgive you of all your sins and cleanse you from all your unrighteousness. If you got any sin, any hidden sin, you can bring them out tonight. Because you want to get your praise on. You want to bring it out there tonight. He 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 names the the most important uh, uh, first. He forgives sin, and and he names the most important thing uh, about forgiving sin. It's found in First Corinthians the fifteenth chapter, verses three to five. For it says, "For I uh, delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for all our sins, according to the Scriptures." Yeah. And that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Yeah. And that and, and that he was seen of Cephas and of the twelve. Yeah. Not only hey, Jesus died that we could be forgiven of our sins. I, I'm so glad about it that, that Jesus died to forgive me of my sins. Yeah. Because I, I remember Reverend Butler when, when I was uh, a little boy uh, walking up and down the streets of the bayou. I hadn't gotten in any trouble yet. I was on my way uh, to trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I started smoking dope somewhere around 15 uh, or 16. Uh, and before you know it, uh, uh, drinking alcohol and all of that came uh, into play. <laughs> I remember uh, going to Reverend W.M. Freeman and, and saying, Reverend, uh, uh, every night uh, uh, I'm getting drunk and, and every night I'm smoking dope and, and, and trying to have sex if I can have it, but Reverend, what is wrong with me? And, and I don't think Reverend Freeman understood what was going on in my life. I needed to meet the Christ, but I didn't meet him at that point, so I, I went on to college over at UAM, and and because all of my troubles were, were coming along the way, I, I started to get one DUI, 
after another. I'm just testifying now. Just listen. I have got two or three DUIs in a row. And before you know it, my life was crumbling all around me. But I tell you what, God still had a plan. It was getting so bad. I was at UAM. And I was getting so bad. I got the last DUI in the state of Arkansas. A three-time DUI was in line for a year stint in jail. So I went to the Army recruiter and said, can I get out of this? He said, don't laugh, cuz. I said, I'm going to go and see if I can get out of this. So I joined the Army and went to boot camp, Tommy. We was in college at the time. You wonder how I disappeared? I disappeared trying to get my life together. I went in the military, but life didn't change. I kept doing drugs. I was able to find more drugs. I was able to get higher. Not only that, but I left this country. I went to Korea. Smoked everything they had there. Drank everything they had there. Took every ounce of acid. Smoked all the hash. Smoked all the dope. Took all the lollas. Took everything they had. Hopped on a plane, the biggest dope head ever was, and came on back to the States and kept my thing rolling. Got out of this army, came back to McGee. But I didn't understand my game wasn't going to work here because I was too much a big of a dope head. Got here, and one thing after another, got to stealing all around this place. Nobody knew, but I was on my way down. I was on my way to my lowest point. But I'm trying to tell you that there's a God somewhere. I caught Terry Cook one night on a Christmas night in 1985. I was down to my last dime. My mama took a 12-piece piece of chicken, put it in a brown bag with grease rolling off the bag, had $12 in her purse. She pulled that $12 out and said, son, this all all I can do. I took my family and left them with their mother and I had to hop on a hobo ride to Kansas City. It didn't get better when I got to Kansas City. When I got there, there was snow up to my knees. When I got there, my brother was living in a studio. He had a, he had newspaper for curtain on the window. Whiskey bottles all around and I felt so bad I wish I could have come back home but I had got myself in a bad situation but I know a God had a plan for me and I gotta tell you I had to weather the storm and the rain I had to weather what was going on I'm gonna tell you tonight how I can be so thankful because you know what I kept on bumping my head into a wall, but that wasn't enough for me to feel so bad. There I was in Kansas City, and I was so down. I started to deal drugs. I started to deal drugs everywhere I went, and before you know it, I was on my way down. How low am I now? I'm crawling on my belly, but the Lord still had a plan for me. He still had for me, and there I was, seven drugs, one night, the bulls 
was on TV. Michael Jordan was big. And I had to go get one more batch of dope I had to go get one more truckload of dope. And when I come back, the cop pulled me over. And I had a little baggie sticking out my pocket. Look at God now. I tell you, the man saw the baggie in my pocket. The next thing you know, he went back to his car. I peeked in my pocket. I said, Dope God, I'm in trouble now. I took the dope. I put it in the seat. I put it way in the seat. It took them four hours to find that dope. But they found that dope. Took me to jail. And I, my mama had said, I tell you, don't call me when they put you in jail. Don't use that last one. Call it home. You better get yourself out. I told Larry and Tim, if he call, don't help him. And that was good to Lord because I needed that. You might have some kids that was hard-headed. You might want to let them bump their head into some trouble. Because there I was, and now I'm in jail. And I knew it was all over. I knew it was all over. I went before the judge, and the judge was a hanging judge. I had a good lawyer. He was a Jewish lawyer. He was a Jewish lawyer, and he told me, don't worry about it. We went to court. That judge didn't take but five minutes to see what I was talking about. He said, three to ten. Three to ten. Here I am in an impossible situation. I go into the jail, and all the boys was in there, and they were shooting dice and playing cards. They said, Collins, you might well join me. I said, baby, I don't know how, but my grandma said that he was a waymaker. My grandma said he was a bridge over trouble water. My grandma said he was a water in dry places. He was a horse torn in the valley. I got in that jail, and I went down on my knees. I started to call on the name of the Lord. I said, Lord, come into my life and live your life through me. That was on a Friday evening. I prayed all night Friday night, all night Saturday night, all night Sunday morning. And early Monday morning, they came to my jail cell. They came to my jail cell and they said, Collins, you can go. You can go. I said, go where? They said, you can go home now. I said, thank you, Lord. It was 20 below zero. I had a raggedy old windbreaker and some shoes with some holes in it. But baby, Lord, if you save my soul, I tell the world, 
whosoever will, let him come. He gave us an invitation. He says, Come ye that are labored and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Sometimes life can take us on a journey, take us away from the life that we was brought up to walk. But I know God that no matter how low you may see, in our lives. 
Father God, we thank you that you brought us through many dangers, seen and unseen. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the potion of health and strength that runs in this mortal life. Father God, we thank you that you've allowed us to be a witness to another day's journey. We realize, oh God, that somebody laid down last night and they didn't wake up this morning. But Lord, you look beyond all of our faults and our failures. And you let our life roll on a little while longer. And we want to say thank you. Father, we give you all the praise, honor, and glory. Because Lord, we realize without you, we could do nothing. But Lord, the Bible said, with you all things are possible. Father, we come tonight. Master, pray one for another. Simply because your word said we ought to pray one for another. And Father God, we stand on your word tonight. Believing, Lord, that when everything else fails, your word will stand. And Father God, the Bible said the prayers of the righteous will surely avail of much. And so, Master, we come tonight lifting our burdens up to you tonight. Realizing, Master, that you are a burden bearer. Father God, we come tonight because we need you. The crown our heads with more wisdom and knowledge. Father God, we come tonight because we need you to lead and guide us in the right direction. Father, we come tonight because we need you to look down upon our situation. Because Lord, nobody knows the problems we have but you and you all by yourself. Father, we come tonight praying for bereaved families everywhere. Somebody is down in the dumps tonight because a loved one has been called from time to eternity. But now, Lord, I know you're able to touch them right now. Now, Lord, raise up a bow down here. Bring joy where there's confusion right now. Now, Lord, Look on your children tonight. We need you, Lord. It's getting dark down here. Times are getting harder. But Father, we're on your word tonight. And your word says you'll be with us, Lord, even to the end of the world. And now, Lord, we come this evening, Lord. We come calling on your name, for there's power in the name of Jesus. Lord, we come praying this evening, because your word said, if we can believe it, we can receive it tonight. So now, Lord, look around the altar tonight. Everybody in hell, they need you, Lord. Somebody needs you for one thing, somebody needs you for another, but whatever it is tonight, we put it on the altar tonight, and now, Lord, we stand in the gap tonight, stand for our children right now, the devil is being there, trying to destroy their lives, but now, Lord, what you 
done for Reverend Collins. Do it for our babies right now. Some old alcohol. Some old drugs. Some don't know you. But now, Lord, I know you're able to turn their lives around. Now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I want to say thank you, Lord. It's all on the altar, Lord. We're going to leave this place praising your name, believing it's already here. Now, Lord, thank you for the healing. Thank you for your deliverance. Thank you for your power. Thank you for the victory. Now, Lord, in Jesus' name, we claim the victory tonight. In Jesus' name, we claim in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, you told us what's up, we ask in your name, you do it, Lord, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, thank you, Lord, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you.